Welcome to Funny Women Behind the Scenes, a sequined covered podcast hosted by international showgirl and comedian Ivy Page. We'll be exploring what it's really like to work in the entertainment industry, from live comedy and cabaret to television and film. Brought to you by Funny Women, the leading community for female comedy. So let's get on with the show and welcome your host, Ivy Page. Welcome. This is your flame-haired titan of teas, Ivy Page, in my burlesque boudoir, a place of glitz, glamour and show business guests. Take a seat on my chaise lounge as we break the fourth wall, peel back the velvet curtains and reveal what really happens in the world of entertainment behind the scenes. As we are in the business of making people laugh, it's my absolute pleasure to welcome the fabulous Moena Gordon. As a former commissioning editor for Sky Comedy and now an executive producer for the award-winning production company Expectation, she certainly knows what it takes to make a project happen. Welcome, Moena. Hi, Ivy. Lovely to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. So let's get straight in. Can you tell us a little bit about your career in comedy to date? Yes. Um, so uh, I started my career at the BBC uh, many years ago. I've, I've had two long-standing jobs at broadcasters before I left to go into the world of production companies. Um, so I started at the BBC quite a while ago working on the digital side of things. So I was um, producing short-form video, really, behind-the-scenes stuff on comedy and dramas, things like Spooks and Holby City, um, and I produced a, a, a web series with Ruby Wax. So I was um, sort of cross-genre, um, but loved that sort of quick turnaround video production side of things. And it was relatively early days online. So, you know, the, the, the whole um, the world of kind of web series was in its kind of infancy, really. So it was a really exciting time to be doing that kind of thing. Um, and then I moved to Sky in a similar capacity, really, but uh, there was a lot more freedom at Sky to, to sort of get on and do your own thing, really. Uh, there, were, there, were, there was less, less bureaucracy, I suppose. Um, so, again, working across uh, comedy and drama, so the likes of Stella and Yonderland, Strike Back, um, and I exec produced the, the Game of Thrones fan show for Sky Atlantic. So, it were, again, lots of quick turnaround video stuff. Pretty much um, everything I've ever watched on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, you know, they were doing some great shows. It was when uh, comedy had really sort of uh, just burst onto the scene at Sky, really. Lucy Lumsden had come in along with Stuart Murphy um, and had really put a lot of investment into comedy. So there was a huge amount going on and I was given quite a lot of free reign to do loads of um, sort of narrative short form stuff to support the shows. Um, and... I was just sort of getting on with it, basically. Uh, and uh, Lucy Lumsden, who was the head of comedy at the time, took me aside one day and said, you know, I love what you're doing. I love the way you produce these things, the, the talent relationships you've been building. Um, and she said that she wanted to get me over into the comedy team to work in development. So this was a kind of a bizarre uh, career change, really, for me. Um, I kind of assumed that, that you know, unless you started as, you know, from a runner upwards, then, you know, there was no sidestepping. I was going to ask you about that as in terms of, is there a certain pathway that you take? I think traditionally, yes. I mean, you know, you sort of work your way up the ranks, really. And I'd sort of done that on the 
did on the digital side of things, I suppose. You know, I had I had worked my way up and spent, you know, I was at the BBC for 10 years and then I was at, I was at Sky for six years before um, Lucy brought me over and four years before Lucy brought me over to the comedy team. So, you know, I'd sort of, I'd, I'd built, I'd gone up the ranks in one discipline, but not within the TV production side of things. So for Lucy to sort of give me that, bridge really was was amazing um so that was my that was the point at which I I sort of I turned my back on the digital side of things and got into the comedy development uh which was amazing so I joined the comedy team there and was working as development exec um and uh and loved it you know instantly thought god this is what I should have been doing all along I suppose it had always been the narrative side of things that I'd loved and this was a real turning point for me so what what do you do in development? Because it sounds it almost seems mythical, doesn't it? When you're on the other <laughs> side of it, as that you know, looking in at this gilded the idea of what like when you get your project into development. So what happens? Well, I mean, it's a long, long process, and you know, there are things that I'm working on at the moment which. Uh, you know, you're working on them for six months before you even take them to a broadcaster easily. Um, And then if they if they commission something, they might, they're unlikely to go straight to a series commission. So they might commission more development on the scripts, they might commission another, you know, second script, they might commission a taster or pilot. But again, that's another six months development. And so, you know, you're often at least a year down the line before you get anything close to a series. And then, you know, then you've got the hard work of, of writing the scripts for a series. So, you know, realistically, that can that can be a couple of years before you're even, you're even looking at anything being on air. Um, I was going to ask you actually about what is the timeline from like somebody's, the, like the talent's initial idea to seeing the final realised project? Well, that's it. I mean, it can, you know, it's, it's easily a two-year turnaround you know if you think about the development that has to happen before it goes to a broadcaster and then uh you know especially if you're working with 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 newer writers who might need need more support and might need to have a longer sort of time frame to to get that in order you know to get their scripts in order um and and yeah if 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 a if a broadcaster decides to commission a taster first or a pilot first, then, you know, it it, it prolongs the period. I mean, the great thing about doing a taster or a pilot, however much it might delay the process, it allows you to have a proof of concept for your idea, I suppose, Mm. to to, to, uh, stress test some of the things that you want to do, whether that's casting, whether that's uh, uh, set design, you know, even the script itself, you know, you can really see it come alive. I know when I was at Sky, um, you know, they were they were a big fan of of doing pilots, non TX pilots especially. So you know that you don't have the exposure, you don't have the exposing experience of that being on air. You have all the learning that you can take from it, which is a, which is a brilliant thing to go through. And then it means if you get the series commission, then of course you you, you can take the learnings from that. We did um, we did a pilot for a show called Code Four Hundred Four, which I commissioned when I was at Sky. Um, which is a, a Danny Mays and Stephen Graham uh, comedy, and uh, and it was a really valuable process because you know th- there was a lot that we kept in that in from that pilot when we went to series, but also there were lots of things that you learn. And you could think, okay, that could be better. This could change. You know, to have the budget to be able to do that is amazing. So when you've done that pilot episode and it doesn't go to broadcast, who watches it? It's watched internally, so it's sort of scrutinised by the people who make the decisions. And okay. you know, it, it's um, 
you know, it has to be TX quality. So, you know, you, 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 it is delivered as if it was going to go on air. So, you know, you have everything in there down to the credits. And so uh, it's, it's a bizarre thing to make something that where so much love and, and, and energy and talent has gone into it for it to never really see the light of day. You know, obviously there are bits that you might take from the pilot and go, well, we'll keep that scene, we'll take that scene. You know, you can mm. save money by reusing some of it. But yeah, it tends to be quite scrutinised internally within the broadcaster. So how do you go about finding the talent? How does that process happen? Well, I mean, it's a mixture. I mean, in my new job, so I left Sky um, the end of 2019 and then joined Expectation in March 2020, which is a poignant moment to be starting. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so it's a bit different, obviously, being on the other side, because obviously I'm in a position now where I'm 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 the one generating the ideas to take to the broadcaster. Whereas when you're at when you're a broadcaster, there's a certain amount of kind of talent or idea generation that you can be involved in. But ultimately, you need ideas to come from a production company rather than directly from talent. Um, so you know, it's a mixture. I think you know, over, to a certain extent, you know, when when you're a commissioner, you can go places like you know, Edinburgh Festival or see see live shows and identify people who you're excited about working with um i mean we did that a lot when we used to do um short form you know sort of uh, comedy shorts at sky because they were a bit more flexible with the people that we could work with we didn't have to work with such high profile names it meant that we could go to edinburgh and and identify the people who we thought might have a future home on on the channel and actually you know orchestrate that that relationship and get an indie attached and mm-hmm. and you know, generate something that way so you know lots of people who came through the funny women world actually were, were people who I could work with through the format of those comedy shorts I mean now that I'm on the other side it's great because I can have that direct conversation with people so you know I know I have a list of people who I whose work I really admire or whose live shows I love uh, or whose live shows I think have got something in them that could turn into a narrative comedy. You know, it's that it's that idea of whether that's writers, performers, whoever mm-hmm. it might be. Um, and so, yeah, so now I'm in a position where I can, you know, reach out directly to those people. And, and you know, it's about finding that those meetings of minds, really. You want to work with people who you have a really great creative connection with. And so... Sometimes you just won't have that. And other times you have a call with somebody and you go, oh, my God, you know, I loved your show. And now I'm talking to you and now I'm really excited about what we could do together. You're listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes. All the backstage gossip and more. It's so interesting to me to look at it from the other perspective of behind the scenes, but how creative that side of it is as well. I think we often just see the performer as the the the, the kind of creative hub of the project, but actually that's in no way the case, is it? No, I mean, I, I mean, it all comes, you know, it all comes down to the talent of that of that person at the heart of it. But I suppose, you know, the way I see my role now is just helping to realise those stories on screen and an hour long comedy. You know, so stand-up performance is such a different experience to a to a half-hour narrative, returnable sitcom idea or comedy drama idea, and so there's a huge amount of translation almost that has to happen between you know to to, to take one format and, and turn it into something else. Um, 
but I mean, it, it all it all comes from that from that sort of writer performer at the heart of it. But hopefully, we're able to corral it into you know in, into what it needs to be to then be pitchable as a as a series idea. So for you, what what makes a good comedy script or a comedy drama? What do you look for? Um, I suppose you know, first of all, it's something which which I feel some like connection with and it doesn't have to speak to me on a on a level where I share the experiences of that idea you know think about something like um uh you know this country or uh, young this country. Or yeah this, this, <laughs> young offenders these are stories which bear no resemblance to my life experience and yet I can watch those shows and feel so connected to those characters and care about them and 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 and, and want to spend time with them and understand like the the you know the the dilemmas they're going through so i suppose it's you know finding a finding a writer who is able to create those characters who you can connect with um and have a, have a really clear sense of what it is they want to say with their idea with their, mm-hmm. with their series you know the important thing for me is to be able to imagine it having a home somewhere so there might be something that i love uh, that it could, you know, it could be an amazing radio play or a stage performance. But I need to also know that I can pitch it confidently to a broadcaster and mm-hmm. know that there's a slot for it on, you know, the BBC or Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or wherever. You know, we spend a lot of time talking to broadcasters and trying to understand what it is they're looking for. Um, so when I'm reading a script or talking to a writer about something, you know, instantly I'm going, who would I be pitching this to? Are there enough places where I think there'd be a home for this? Um, so there's quite a sort of, I guess it's a more sort of practical, almost cynical take on it where you go, I might love it, but who would I, who would I realistically pitch this to? Um, and it's such a long journey. You know, as I said, it, it, it takes so long to, 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 to see these pro- this process through from beginning to end that you have to love something so much and want to go on a journey with that project and with that person you know there needs to be something in that in that connection where you think oh I'm, I'm going to feel passionate about this even in two years time when we've like you know been through development hell with it and I'm still <laughs> going to talk passionately about it to a broadcaster um so you know I think it's it, it's quite an emotional thing really actually you know putting aside that sort of practical who am I going to pitch it to which audience does this does this serve which slot does this fit into you know it's an emotional connection really to the writer and to the to the idea are there any particular trends at the moment what are broadcasters looking for is are they looking for the next flea bag or yeah I mean it's so I it's so tricky and I know this from being on the other side of the fence you know you in in retrospect you know people can say we're looking for the next flea bag or the next I may destroy you but nobody knew they were looking for that when those ideas came along do you know what I mean and so it's it's always interesting because I've I've spun the same lines you know you know know that you're looking potentially you're looking for something which might skew in a certain way it might be more comedy drama than out and out comedy or it might actually be uh in um in contrast to the you know a lot of the trends for comedy drama at the moment very authored comedy drama at the moment you know some people are saying you know more out and out comedy um off the back of covid there's lots of um chat about things that feel a bit more uplifting things that feel a bit more life-affirming but again, if something comes along and it's dark and gritty and it's brilliant, I don't think anyone's going to turn it down. You know, I think it's, I think that's why, sorry, I think that's why um, 
I I really try and trust my instincts on these things and go with my mm. gut and react to this to the projects which I get excited about and I can talk with passion about because I think that's more that's not going to change. Whereas a, a brief where they go, we're looking for pre watershed multi generational sitcom that might change in six months time. Yeah, time you've actually actively tried to find that idea. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think I think all all you can do in my position is try and find the projects which I get excited about and uh, and hope that I can then instill that in a in a commissioner. What are your career highlights? Oh, um I you know, I suppose part one huge thing for me was was having that support from Lucy Lumsden at at, at an early at a very early stage, you know, for me that was um that was so career changing, and I must tell her this. I, I feel like I have told her this, but <laughs> I must. Don't worry. We'll get we'll, we'll, we'll get her on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> She's one of those people who's able to spot talent in other people and not feel territorial or threatened by it, and just celebrate it and help give people a bit of a step up. Um, and and as, I, as I say, she's done it with other people. I know, and it's it's it's, it's cha- it changed my mindset. You know, since she did that to me, I've always had. I've always mentored people, you know, even if I don't really know if I can offer them any advice, <laughs> you know, because I think all, all you can do really is offer some time and, and, and help where you can. I think that's really important. So, so that was a big, a big highlight for me was Lucy sort of uh, showing me that, having confidence in me. Um, I suppose there are specific projects I've worked on, which I'm very proud of. So I, I did a project with Tim Minchin, uh, a couple of years ago, which is one of those things which I, as I, I've watched, I've obviously watched many times in the process of making it. I've then watched it with family and watched it as a viewer and loved it all over again. And so, for me, that was a really special experience, really. Um, and and actually, my my last year at Sky, I was really busy and was juggling loads of projects, but loved all of them. And so. I'd already decided that I, it was time to move on and, and time to get experience on the other side of the fence. But I think it meant that I left that job on a real high. I loved mm. doing it, and it was it's a it's an amazing job. Being a commissioner is a brilliant job. Um, but I think because it was the right time for me to go to to leave on a at a point where I was so busy and jug- doing so many shows that I was really really proud of. Um, it that was a great moment as well. It felt it felt like a good. A good way to leave. <laughs> um, Lucy was a judge on the Funny Women Awards. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes. She's uh, she's she's brilliant. Oh, actually, speaking of yeah, speaking of judging, I guess being on the um, the Edinburgh TV judging panel as well a few years ago. That was that was an amazing experience. Did so, you yeah. did you work with any of the the talent that you judged? Um, not yet. No. But maybe one day. (laughs) (laughs) This is Funny Women Behind the Scenes. If you want to know more about us, visit www.funnywomen.com. Before we um, wrap up, what I did want to ask you is, what is the difference between a commissioning editor and an executive producer? My reading of it is that as a commissioner, you don't necessarily go on to exec produce the show. So you yeah. might commission it, um, but you don't necessarily then see it through to to, to TX. Um, and so 
the way that I saw it. So in my role, when I was at Sky, I would commission something and then I would see it through. So I was then on the credits as exec producer. But if, for example, so John Montague, who was my boss there, he might commission something and then hand it over and somebody else would exec produce it. So what's a typical day for you? Um, well, I mean, it's all a bit bizarre at the moment just because, you know, life is not normal. But, um, yeah, at the moment I'm trying to go into work uh, at, at least one day a week, ideally two if I can. Um, so those days are a little bit more sort of business as usual, I suppose. Um, the way it works at the moment is I guess I, I sort of split my day into various things. I always have a few calls, so usually kind of two or three calls a day whether that's with writers or broadcasters or agents or internal calls, mm-hmm. sort of team calls. Um, I've always got a backlog of scripts that I'm, I'm getting through. So, you know, I'll, between calls and other things, I'll, I'll, I'll go through my submissions list. Um, and then uh, there's always things that I'm, I'm, I've got in development, which I'm spinning. So various plates that I'm spinning at things that are in different stages of development. So there's always things that I'm keeping across with that. Um, and then, you know, at the moment we've got uh, two shows in the edit. So at, at some point over the week, it will be watching cuts from the edit. That um, must be exciting. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Great to see that stuff come together. And again, you know, as a, as a commissioner, you, you you come in later in the process. So, you know, you don't you, the first cut that you see will be later than the first cut that you see when you're in the production company. So this was part of my um, desire, I suppose, to, to move into the indie sector was to get to, to be that much more hands on, to be really stuck into the process, um, and that's that's brilliant to, to to be there right through, you know, from the very early stages through to delivery, um, which is great. Um, so so yeah, I mean, it's a it, it's a it's a bit of everything really. My my day to day work, it's a bit of a bit of a mix, and obviously the days that I'm in the office. It's the joy of actually being face to face with people, and you know, you you don't get so much work done, but you know, it's nice to catch up with everybody. Nice to have a meeting in real person. <laughs> yeah, totally. What are you working on right now? Um, well, most of the things I'm doing at the moment are things I can't talk about. I'm afraid <laughs> nothing's been announced. So there's a few things that are bubbling away, which are which are, um, you know, at, at, at quite a late stage, which is really exciting. Um, we've got. We've got a few things in production in the edit. So we've got Alma's Not Normal um, and the second series of In My Skin, both of which have just won awards, which is exciting. Yeah, so they're they're in the edit, and then we've got um, Intelligence Two, which is our David Schremer and Nick Mohammed series, which is going out at the moment, and uh, that's so we're waiting on a recommissioned decision. Fingers crossed, but we'll oh, see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. So we've got a, a, a really exciting development slate, though, and it's. Uh, the nice thing about working with Neris Evans is that we're able to really, it's a small development slate, but it means that we can really focus on those ideas which uh, which speak to us specifically. So we've got a really nice, very female skewed development slate. We've got some brilliant men on there as well, but it's just, it's really nice to be able to support um, you know, women in the in, in the in the industry, and whether that's on screen or whether that's off screen or you know on the production team. So, uh, yeah, we've got some we've got some really exciting things coming coming down the line. Well, that really leads me nicely onto asking you this question. So, uh, you've been a judge on the Funny Women Awards. So, this year, what would you what are you looking for? <gasps> oh, um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm looking for something 
that specific. I mean, I love the Funny Women Awards and I love the final is always, I don't think there's ever been a final and I've been involved since 2014. Um, and I don't think there's ever been a final where it, you feel sort of at all let down. I mean, last year was incredible in, in a year of sort of pandemic and lack of live performances and lack of time for these people to actually hone their acts and hone their their craft you know it's uh it was such a strong lineup and you know that it's just it's just incredible it's a testament to the kind of the the, the sort of process that that everyone goes through to to reach that that final long list of people um but i don't know i don't know what i'm looking for i suppose cynically i'm looking for somebody who might have a kernel of a brilliant idea in their show and you go there's something in this there's a story here which could be amazing which which could become that you know six part returning series i mean obviously on the night i'm looking for somebody who's just going to do a brilliant set <laughs> but, but <laughs> in the back of my mind i'll be going who's the person who we can um, do a show with so yeah that's my that would be my sort of more strategic uh, lens. Oh, well, I think there's plenty of advice there. So, um, but where can our lovely listeners find you? Oh, um, well, what, do you want them to find you? <laughs> <laughs> it's usually I'm more different. Than happy. I'm more than happy. Whether, whether there's any benefit from <laughs> I don't know. I'm on Twitter, Morwenna underscore G, uh, and the same on Instagram. I mean, it's just photos of my cat, but, you know, you <laughs> please follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Moena, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you and to learn oh. far more about behind the scenes than I think we ever have. Uh, so thank you very much. Oh, well, thanks for having me. It's been lovely to chat. Oh, my pleasure. It's that time when I lure her out of the gin cupboard. Um, let's welcome Funny Women founder, Lynn Parker. Hello, Lynn. Hello, Ivy. What, what a great, what a great chat. What a fantastic chat. But, uh, truly behind the scenes, I thought there. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, Morwenna has been an amazing support for us and um, has been a judge since 2014. It seems, it, I mean, it's amazing that she's been involved for so long and it's, and, and, what a valuable judge she is as well. Oh, her knowledge is so insightful. And I mm. loved what she said about she's looking for that kernel of an idea. Mm. And she uh, did touch on Sophie Willen's series, Alma's Not Normal. And I know that that has been a really interesting project that did develop out of an Edinburgh Fringe show as well. Well, I thought that was very interesting because it's like an urban myth, isn't it? Passed around at the loft bar that, you know, TV executives are going to come and watch <laughs> watch your show yeah. in a little grimy basement. <laughs> but actually, it turns it's out they, actually, they really do. Mm, yeah. I mean, I think the most famous one is uh, Catherine Tate. I think a lot of those characters that became iconic uh, in her TV show first got their airing on a, a exactly a grimy cave stage many years ago at the Edinburgh Fringe so you know dreams can come true but I think that leads nicely onto this idea isn't it that there are industry people are watching shows mm. though it leads really on to like the the comedy script writing award mm. that you have got industry people who will be judging yeah yeah we've got some amazing people lined up to read the scripts uh, all will be revealed in very soon uh, but the most important thing is that we have now got 
some brilliant industry support from Sky Studios. One of the prizes for the Comedy Writing Award is going to be a funded development package with them. Um, they're also our main sponsor for the whole award. So they're very much behind the stage award as well. So it is so brilliant. I mean, sadly, Morwenna's not there anymore, but her legacy is that we've carried on working with Sky. So, uh, and we're delighted and we're working with Talusha Galani and uh, a couple of other people, John Montague, who she mentioned on the team. So, yeah, I, I think it's great. And then Morwenna has gone on into independent production and it's always great to have people from that side of the fence on the judging panel as well. So it works in every way. Uh, very, 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 very exciting this year. And I loved I loved learning from Moena about the development process, which is why I think that development package is so exciting for somebody to launch their career. Yes. I mean, we, we're pretty excited about it as well for us as funny women to have the opportunity to offer that as part of our prize package it makes uh, it just makes everything worthwhile you know that's what you want when you're when you're in my position and you've done this for years and years when you bring people like that on board and they they help you realize my dream which is to make the dreams come true for other people then it's a win-win all round I love that about how she spoke about Lucy championing her too. Yes, it's always, yeah. It's, it's all kind of paying it forward and it's, yeah. it's a big lovely circle of uh, yeah. support for a support well, network. What I think came across from that, and I've recently done um, a How to Have Fun at Work uh, episode about mentoring, and that really struck me that Lucy Lumsden was a really good mentor in uh, in terms of working with Morwenna. And indeed, Lucy has mentored me on occasions, you know, when I was starting out um, on my journey as a, a producer. Uh, some of the advice I've had from her was brilliant. She's always been very supportive as well. Um, and on that note, um, I think you've worked so hard to secure these incredible, <laughs> you and the team, the whole team, I should say. You deserve a well-deserved gin in the gin cabinet. So I'm yeah. going to send you back. I think we could all do with a gallon each. This this last week has been full on with um, announcing all our prizes and everything. So, yeah, um, thank you very much, Ivy. My pleasure. You've been listening to Funny Women Behind the Scenes with Ivy Page. If you like us, please subscribe, review and share.